Welcome to the SWBL podcast presented by 1356 Public House. And tonight I am joined by two of my good friends, John Light and Jimmy Stout of the Orioles and the Astros, respectively. Um, and both have the unique, um, what's the word I want to say, the unique privilege of winning a very specific award. Do you guys know what award you share? I do. Uh, yeah. player of the year. Comeback player of the year. John, you won in 2015. Yeah. Give me you won last year. Yes, sir. So, reigning C-O-T-Y player of the year. Um, yeah. I didn't so, put it together until you said it, but yeah. 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 So, um, we're going to tonight, guys, we're going to be breaking down the top 21 players going into season 21. Um, the list has been recently put out there on social media um, as Sam has been hot and heavy with all the the graphics and the media and the announcements and stuff as we're getting closer and closer he to has? season 21. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh, it's been doesn't sound off. like him. Huh? Doesn't sound like him. Yeah. Nope. He does he doesn't like his media or any or anything like that. So um, so yeah, we're gonna break it all down, guys. We're gonna rank some other things. Um, we're gonna talk about some team built team team uh makeup with the in regards to these top 21 players. And so um let's just jump into it. <clears throat> First thing I wanted to talk about because I'm not sure that everyone understands how the voting works. So just so everyone knows, anyone in the league can vote for the top 21 players and they send a list to the front office and those votes are tabulated basically for whatever rank you get that's the amount of points you get so whoever has the fewest amount of points obviously ends up being the highest ranked player um so first question guys did both of you vote this year i, did. I don't think i did okay so john is the good student and jimmy is the bad student didn't I am the best. Yeah. Okay. Um, so real quick, I mean, Jimmy, you didn't vote this year. Have you voted before? On the top players? Yeah. I don't Did you vote last year because we've been doing it for like three years now. I don't know if I had because those two years that I missed out on, uh, I didn't really like get to pay attention too much to what was going on in the league. So you, you know, didn't feel was, like I, you should vote. Yeah, I wasn't there to really see how, you know, it was kind of hard for me keeping up those two years. Yeah. But, uh, what was going on, so I didn't want to just throw uh, biased votes in the head. So yeah. I probably just would have picked people that I like in the league. Yeah. Like six people, probably. So you just did a one through six and then stopped ranking everybody else? Yeah, pretty much. Nice. Well, John, how what goes into your voting? Since you did vote, and I can, I can yeah. kind of jump in and talk about the way I – vote too but what goes into your voting like some people they take into account like what they think these players are going to do this season and some play people say okay over the last three seasons or you know they wait hitting more or pitching more like if they're a pitcher as well as a hitter that goes higher what what goes into your your rankings yeah uh <clears throat> great question and, and i was actually going to ask the same thing um, to you, but also to every other voter in this league, because some of these ballots, we'll get into it, are a little a little wild. Yeah. Um, for me, I think it's a pretty simple combination of 
recent statistics and, and not just the most recent years, but probably going back as far as five years um, as like the scientific part. And then the art part would be like, if I was starting a team right now from scratch or if the Orioles, uh, they all left and I got to fill a roster, like how, how am I ranking these players ability um, going into next year and the year after and the year after. So who, who would I want on my team right now is, okay. is, is the second part. So it's a combination of the two. So yours is a, a pretty big, not big, well, kind of compared to the way I go, but a pretty big snapshot of what have they done in the last five years and what do I expect them to do in the next, let's say, three, two, three years. And I probably said that in the reverse order because I think it's more what do I expect next year, next three years. And then if I have a, a question or a tie, then it's stats from from 2018 or 19 and, and future. OK, well, well so how did you do, Brian? So I I only vote on last year's performance. I always and, we, and a lot of other people as well. I can tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when we when we started this, I kind of approached it like how the NFL does the top 100, mm -hmm. but they always do it. Who was who were the top 100 of last season, right? So that's how I kind of go into it. Who performed really well last year? Um, and I do throw in like if I have two players who I feel are really close. If one is a pitcher and the other one is, is a fielder or not, you know, I I'll probably sway toward the, the person who does some pitching too. And I also try to keep in mind like major awards too, because I feel like, you know, there's only what four or five people who win a major award. So I feel like that catapults people up the board too. So um, that's, it's all based for me based on last year. So, yeah, well, I was, I was going to say I was, so I haven't voted, but I was looking at it, and I was wondering how people would vote. And I'd, I'd be the same way as John. I'd be looking probably more at past seasons. And then another thing I'd be looking at is, like, teammates and how how the team their teammates are doing. Like, last year we had a lot of changes with different teams and new players. And if you look at a guy going to one of those teams that's stacked, you know, look at the Yankees or the Oreos, you could be saying, well – shoot those those stats could increase a lot next year with more at bats with the players on the roster so i almost i look at it i was looking at it like that deep with who they're playing with and how much better they could be on a different team or mm -hmm. if they were to get traded and kind of looking at that aspect yeah yeah that's a good point too because i mean we're going to break down a lot of these players and, and just kind of chit chat about them all but i'm going to bring up one of the players who i think fits into what you're just saying and actually ended up having a, a fantastic season um, yeah. partly in due to just how they performed, but also because, you know, their teammates, um, you know, maybe a little bit of taking pressure off, you know, if you've got a pretty good, great lineup, there's a lot less pressure to be that guy who doesn't strike out and all that. Like, you know, the guy behind you can pick you up and then you end up right. better because you're relaxed more. So, well, guys, let's jump into the teams a little bit. Um, there were multiple teams that had multiple players in the top 21. Um, and there's one team that had none. And so I'm going to kind of go through all the teams and, and how many players were in from each team were on the list. Um, and then we'll just kind of chat just more about kind of that team idea um, with these players. So the, the athletics were the unfortunate team with, with zero players on uh, in the, in the rankings, the Expos and the Rockies both had one player ranked the Marlins, um, you know, franchise of the year, um, getting into the playoffs for the first time. They had two. 
players on, in the top 21. The Astros, Twins, and White Sox all had three players. And then the two teams in the championship last year, the Yankees and the Orioles, each had four. So what do you think, when you, when you think about the teams and how many players they have, what do you think that says about how players regard each other? within these rankings and when they're ranking and, and just in general. I, th- I think it has a lot to kind of say what I, what I just got done saying was you got a good squad with you. It can help you pad your stats. And just like you said, it makes you, you're more comfortable at the plate. Um, you know, then I, like you said, that pressure's off you and you can just get rolling, especially teams that have been together for a while. You look at the twins, you know, Spencer and and Chris been playing together for how many years now? It's it's almost like a team chemistry thing where those guys are just going to feed off each other and continue continue rolling. Yeah, I, I think it reinforces the recency bias, right? So the two teams in the championship had the most players voted. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's interesting, Ben, where that you, you flat out said my voting criteria is basically only last year. Um, I, I can, and I, I've looked at the information that was sent over and you can very clearly tell that most people did exactly what you did. And I, I tend to think that the way that I look at it is, is probably a better representative of what truly means the top players in this, this league, right. Um, over just last year's stats, but I do feel a little better knowing that like, I'm not crazy, but this is pretty much is maybe not top 21 right now, but this is top 21 on June 1st of 2022. Yeah. 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 You know, I, I, when we did this podcast last year, I did it with your brother, John, um, and he does it a lot of the same way. Now he loves numbers and he's a nerd when it comes to that stuff. So he's looking at a lot of the stats um, and he's using, and I've, I've talked to a few other people just in, in general about this. And, and there are people who they may not take as big of a snapshot, but they do take into account, you know, past couple of years, um, you know, so, you know, a question that may come into mind and I think maybe it can be a hindrance kind of like what you said, Jimmy earlier, but name bias, you know, I think sometimes name bias, you might've had a bad performance or you might've had down to the past two years, but because, you know, in history, you've been a better player, you might get ranked higher than maybe you deserve to be ranked. Any thoughts on that? Do you think that's true? Are you, are you trying to say true? there's name bias in the Skibby Wiffle Ball League? Yeah, maybe a little bit. I think those players have earned the name bias. Yeah, I okay. agree with that. You just look at the track records of it. And yeah, they might have a couple down years, but the good Ooh. years outweigh them. I mean, if, if I'm if I'm saying that I'm starting, uh, I'm using who I want on my team. To rank the players, some of the bigger names are some of the ones I want on my team. Yeah, well, that's yeah, hundred percent. And some of the ones who I got, hey, I have on my team. So, I mean, I it's, say. you can tell how I look. Yeah, yeah. All <laughs> right. Well, so when coming back to the teams and and then the amount of players from each team, do you think that this is going to have any correlation to how teams finish in season twenty one in this coming season? Mm-hmm. No. No. Okay. Why so? Why do you think that? Uh, personally, I just look at I, I look at our team, Brian, and we have three guys, and we didn't make the playoffs last year. You know, mm-hmm. uh, that was the big thing that that 
that stood out to me was, I don't know. I mean, we had three guys that could hit the ball, but yeah, we didn't make the playoffs. So, yeah, what's the matter? Right. But I was asking about, do you think that this is indicative of how the season 21 will go? Like, you could easily say that those teams with four and three are the five teams that make the playoffs if you're trying to project it. But then again, you know, the Marlins made huge improvements last year. They had two studs, which are the two who got ranked, yeah. who really carried their team. And if they perform, yeah. you know, close to that, they're going to be in the hunt. The Rockies had a completely abnormal year, right, which is why they had probably one person ranked where you could say, hey, there are people on that team that probably should have been ranked in that top 21. But because of, again, the recency – voting they didn't have as many but they're gonna everybody expects them to be in the thick of it too so i can see how yeah in one way it doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean that that's how it's going to play out but at the same time there's an argument to me made that it could be that way well, yeah sure if you're trying to tell me how this year is going to go i'd say you're an idiot like we we this league is at a point where anything can happen we've all said it um Rockies didn't make the playoffs last year. It, it ain't no one going to be shocked if they make the playoffs this year. And no one's going to be surprised if the Astros make the playoffs. I mean, the Marlins made it last like, – I personally wouldn't be shocked if the A's were in the playoffs. Yep. So, I mean, if you're trying to tell me what, what is going to happen this year for any reason, I'm not agreeing with you, anything you're saying. So you're saying that because these people have more top 21 players, they're going to make the playoffs. No correlation. None. No, yeah, that's that's how I feel. Yeah, I don't think anybody can really predict what's going to happen. I just was trying to stir the pot a little bit. So, um, we've we've already ascertained that this ranking is who did well last year. It really means nothing as to who's going to do well this year. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of that, the way people do rankings, there's a lot of opinion about that and how voting should happen. Um, that some that voters need to be better educated or that voting should be limited to certain people. Any thoughts on on that? I mean, there's one person who ranks themselves first every single year, um, Ed Lodonin, and uh, this year didn't even make the top 21. So um, you got to think that there's some people, some outliers uh out there that maybe should be more educated and more thoughtful about the way that they vote. I mean, I, I don't know why these this voting isn't like the other votings that is limited to front office and um, team captains. I think that would probably make a little more sense. Yeah, I guess when you just make it similar to how they pick for the All-Star game, I mean, granted, it's like fan voting, but then there's a few players at the front office kind of gets together about, isn't there? Yeah. The all-star voting is voted on. Um, well, there's sort of three parameters there The the captains get to pick a player. Um, the front office picks two players based on stats. Yeah. Um, and then there's a one player gets the fan vote. So within the division, you vote for players within your division, whoever has the most votes gets in. So yeah. that's how that kind of works. I like the way that that works, and that and that works that works out. I mean, if someone wants to say they got snubbed, they didn't get snubbed by someone who didn't deserve it in the last several years, and that works out really, really well. Yeah. 
Cool. Well, let's dive into the rankings, the actual rankings, guys. And just before we get into it, when you were looking at the lists, once you got it, anything, um, what were your, just your initial thoughts? Um, was it just solely focused on the way people voted or was it, um, you know, did you kind of pretty much agree with the way things played out? What, what, what were your thoughts? Go ahead, John. I'll wait to get into some of my specific thoughts as we make our way down the list. I mean, the, the first thing that I thought I've already said, I don't want to belabor the point, but it was clear that most people basically, this isn't a top 21 today. This is a top 21 on June of last year. So, you know, that was a little, for, to me, that was a little disheartening to see. I wish that people would have given it more thought on uh, past several seasons. Um, there's not a single person on this list who doesn't deserve to be on there. So that was good. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. I was looking at the list and I was trying to figure out snubs or who I would flip around and whatnot. And you're probably going to ask that question later, maybe. But it was like I was going through looking at stats and it's, it's almost damn near accurate. And kind of like John said earlier, you could, there's that, I guess you could say, kind of top middle half of the list where you could bounce guys around here or there, depending on just depending on how you, you look at it voting-wise. You go through past years if you're trying to predict the future or or, or whatnot. But to mm -hmm. me, I was going through it and just like, that's pretty yeah, pretty damn on the nose for the most part. Yeah. It's hard to disagree with the, with the list, the names, right? You might disagree with the rank, mm -hmm. uh, move them yeah. here or there, but the names all make sense. You know, one thing I forgot to mention earlier when it came to tabulating scores – the top score for a person and the bottom score of a person are thrown out. Yeah. So when Edlo votes number one for himself, that doesn't help him anyway because he gets thrown out because nobody else is voting him number one. So no one um, else is voting, period. Yeah. So uh yeah, so that's just I, I forgot to mention that, but that does also kind of it it does help some of the outliers, right? When you get the the kind of random, hey, this person got a you know, a really high rank or a really low rank and they don't, yeah. doesn't quite make sense. Um, those, th go, those get thrown out and then everything else is calculated. So, mm. yeah. So, all right, well, let's jump into them. So we're going to go in reverse order and uh, we're going to do it in chunks. So we're going to start at 21 and go, go down. So Cam Smith came in at 21 then Jimmy Nelson, Patrick Gotti, Jimmy Stout, and John Call sorry, Ty Butler, and then John Callaway. That is rounding out 20 uh, or 16 through 21. Yep. So um, when you look at that list of guys, what are your thoughts? So um, those are all good players. Those are all guys who deserve to be in the top 21. Um, there were some snubs. You kind of danced around it earlier. I, I actually, as I'm looking at the rankings, that the first three names to be outside looking in could easily replace any of these guys. And I don't, and I do not mean offense to any of the guys you just mentioned, but Vorbeck, Olderman, Paul Castellano. I think Paul was the biggest snub personally. Um, those guys could sub in anywhere. When we're saying top 21, I think we're all really saying like top 30. And yeah. that's so uh, no, no issue. You know, could I, could I try and rearrange some things that I have them voted in the same order? I did not, but uh, I have no issue with the way that this, this part of the rankings played out. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I, re I really don't either. Honestly, I was uh, shocked to see myself on there. Pretty much just from what 
I mean, John kind of just said is that this was my first year back after missing two, three years. And uh, granted, I had a pretty middle of the pack good year. You know, who's to say what I do next year? And like I said, I hadn't, I hadn't played in three years. So it's like to be a top player coming in. I mean, it's cool, but I was also a little, a little shocked. Cause it's like John said, first couple names on that list that just missed, I'd easily replace uh, myself with, with, with one of those guys. Just yeah. looking at past stats from a couple of them. Yeah. Well, just to uh, to play devil's advocate on that point, Jimmy, like, yeah, you didn't play the couple years before, but everybody knew previous to your, you know, time away that you had a lot of potential and yeah. then you can't, you come back and you fill a big void for the Astros. I mean, they lost yeah. John Callaway when he left and he had led the team in hitting um, in, in almost every stat and everybody was talking going into that season, like how, you know, how, who's going to step in. And you basically had the same, almost identical line, yeah. to what he did. And he had been ranked previously the year before too. So to right. play devil's advocate, you know, you were, yeah, for best, sure. you were our best hitter last year on the Astros. And so it makes sense, you know, if you're going to throw other Astros on the, on the list too, to, in a hitting league to have the best hitter from that team on that, on the list. So um, yeah, for sure. And honestly, you know, you know what, I was coming off a, a partially torn MCL two months earlier. So if I hadn't hurt that, I probably would have had 25 home runs or so, or something like that. Just kind of guessing, you know, throwing some numbers out, but I think that would have made a huge difference. Yeah. You were on my ballot, Jimmy. I'll leave it at that. Me Thanks, too. John. It's because we're family. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, so then let's jump into the next group. Um, so at 15, Cole Layton comes in, uh, Blake Spencer, Sam Bakula, Peter Light, and then Kevin Poley. Yeah. So what stands out to you about that, guys? Um, two thoughts. One, Sam Bakula, way too low. He should be higher on the list. He should be not that far down. He's a better player than that. I agree. Um, second is the ordering of Kevin Pulley and then Peter Light. It was very, very curious. That's pretty much when I realized that it was based solely on last year and not on future years. Uh, because I haven't looked at last year's stats. I guarantee you Kevin had a better year than Peter. I mean, the guy played awesome. But yeah, you look at 2021, Peter, two times as many home runs, doubled up batting average. 2020, you're talking about 520 versus 450. You're talking about Peter leading in ribs, hits, singles. Kevin only led in strikeouts. 2019, Peter took RBI, home run, and he had twice as many at-bats. So Kevin got him an average a little bit. Um, yeah. And the last two years, Peter's been better in on-base, OPS. Um, I'm not trying to take anything away from Kevin, but, you know, again, if I'm looking at those two guys and I get to pick one for my team – I'm taking the guy with the four-year track record over the guy with the one-year track record. Yeah. But at the same time, you also said people are taking into account the next couple of years too. And on that lineup and the way he performed with that lineup, they could say, okay, he's got it and he's in a groove and there's a lot less pressure on him <clears> to perform. So they're thinking, Hey, he's going to be better. I mean, when I look at this group and I look at the rankings, like in general, where this is, one of the most diverse rankings. I mean, you got guys like Peter. Peter, his highest rank was fourth. 
And then his lowest ranked was 12th, 14th, sorry, 14th, 14th. You got, you know, Blake getting up as high as nine, getting in top 10 and then not even getting ranked on a couple ballots. Um, Kevin being up as high as five um, and also not apparently not ranked. Um, but that was Edlo again. So what does he know? You know, but I mean, my point is that you just see numbers kind of all over the place with this group of this group. And maybe that's why they fell into this section. Um, I'm sure it is, but you can see there's a lot of voting disparity, disparity, disparity. Is that the wrong, right word? Discrepancy. Discrepancy. Thank you. Is that it? Yeah. Discrepancy. Oh. Voting discrepancy um, with this group of players yeah um, and there should and there shouldn't be right i mean the, the, this group of players like they shouldn't they should all kind of like they fell where they fell like and they and in directionally i mean i can tell you sam's a little low should be higher like okay whatever not a big deal mm-hmm. um last thing i want to do is motivate that guy by the way so let's yeah thanks voters for doing that appreciate yeah. it um uh, but like they, they, there shouldn't be a big wide range of where they get, ended up on ballots with this group. Mm-hmm. No, no, yeah, I, sorry, John. No, it's, it's weird. I, I don't like that. It's it makes me question some of the voters. Yeah, yeah, I, and I, I think it goes back to your point of just going off of of last year. So, I mean, like you said, you look at Scott, Kevin, Peter, Sam, those Yankees guys. You could probably interchange them in any spot, and it would makes sense or you or or you or you disagree with it because those guys just fed off each other all last year but then like john said you look at peter through the end of the brewers uh era he was one of the most consistent guys when some other guys weren't hitting and then you put him on a on a on a roster with with uh sam and brett who consistently do what they do it's only it's only going to give peter more chances to just keep doing what he's been doing for however long he's been doing this, you know. But we don't talk enough about the fact this is a weekend-long league. I mean, if, yeah. if, if this was all if this was the course of the summer and you had a bad weekend, it'd be one game. But this mm-hmm. is the course of one weekend. You have a bad weekend. You shot your whole season. Yeah. And, I mean, I think that it's okay for players to have bad years and still not – and still be considered good players in this league. It, it absolutely is. And that's, you know, Peter had a bad year last year. Uh, for um, like a bad year for him would be like a great year for me. Um, So, you know, it's, I I just don't think he should have been penalized. I don't know where he ended up in this rankings last year, but he guaranteed was not 12. Um, You know, Peter was 10. Ben Ben Ware drove the line between the pulley bros. Right. And but you, but Jim, you just mentioned uh, Scott and let's not like, not to steal your thunder, Brian, but like, Scott's 10 this year. What was he last year? Like four, probably? Yeah, he, and, was, up, yeah, he was in the top five. And if I, if I have to say, is Scott Poley the fourth best player in this league or the 10th best player in this league? I'm going to go ahead and say he's the fourth best player in this league. You know, so he he had a bit of a down year as well, statistically, and he fell hard when, I mean, he's, 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 he's a first-round pick. If we were redrafted all teams, he'd be a first-round pick. Yeah, and he sure. I have a question. What what are do you think a lot of people took into consideration just hitting stats or did people think to look at fielding and pitching? You know, I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, so there are no parameters when it comes uh, to I, I know it's, Sam it's says, a hit or how you want, 
vote how you want. So if they're looking yeah. purely at if some some people could vote purely based on hitting stats and not take into account pitching or fielding or any of those factors. But, yeah. you know, so, you know, Peter's in fielding. Angle. Peter's fielding comes into play. I mean, even Kevin's Kevin's been a gold hand winner in right. right. Field. I mean, Cole Layton was the platinum hand winner last year. Right. He was the number one fielder in the league. Yeah. You know? So it was, and he I was mean, the I, second best hitter on a team that didn't make the playoffs. So be, being, and, and that hurts, that hurts. Right. And it hurts more than platinum hands helps. I mean, it just does. Because if I had to guess, I'd say most of us, we're going to weigh our votes um, roughly call it, 80% hitting, 15% pitching, 5% fielding. I mean, that's generally how people are going to look at this. Now, I mean, Ben, where you said something earlier that is spot on much earlier, it was if I'm to decide between two players, I think they're dead even hitting, but one can pitch and one can't. Well, I know who gets the nod there because that that is a skill that matters. Um, you look at the top uh, guys coming short of Corey McCarthy, when we go, not, not to get too far ahead here, those guys all can pitch. So I do think the pitching was taken into account, you know. Um, yeah, it's only going to be a handful yeah. of guys. You know who the top echelon of the fielders and, and pitchers really are. Yeah. And it just yeah. so happens they can hit too. Yeah. yeah. And it, we were talking about that line, right, and, and yeah. that whole thing. But that line right there from where we've cut off at Kevin and the next player. Yeah, keep going. The next yeah. group is Scott, and Scott pitches and Kevin doesn't. Right? right. Now, granted – Gus pitched I, in almost every game. Sure. Somehow they figured out a way to get that done. That's and a smart thing to do. Yeah, it was pretty incredible. It was good on them. Yeah. So, but you know, there's a way that you take that into account. So, um, well, let's let's jump into that group. So then coming in at um, ten through six, you've got Scott Poley, Jackson Crosley, Chris Metter, Jordan Smith, and Corey McCarthy. So, again, the chips fell or the chips should have fallen. I can bemoan about the order. Scott Poley coming off a down year for him, fell like a rock when he shouldn't have, in my opinion. Um, I I have to issue an apology. Chris Metter, I'm apologizing to you. I did my rankings. I took it very seriously. And I somehow didn't put you on my rankings. Oh. I just forgot about you. Um, that's oh. my fault. I don't know how I did that. I think maybe because the guy's so quiet and never says a word during the season, I just like forgot that he existed. Um, if I had voted for him, he probably would have jumped Jordan Smith and uh, and been, what, seven, not eight. My fault. I'm not blaming anybody, Chris. I just forgot about you. If I was going to vote for you, I probably would have put you right in that seven right in that range right where you ended up maybe probably i'd give you the nod over jordan smith for sure chris so my bad my bad bud <laughs> yeah sorry yeah you're looking at uh you know a hodgepodge of players um less pitchers in this group you know Corey doesn't pitch uh jordan pitched i think a little but really he hit mostly. I think he made this list for the way he hit, but that, you know, again, that recency bias, right? He, this is his second season in the league. First time, full time. I mean, he had a great year. I don't want to take anything away. He was outstanding, but. I, I ranked, I ranked Jordan at 13, right? He ended up at 
seven. So like, you know, he's a little higher. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I, I appreciate that he, I appreciate that he commanded the respect of the people in the league. Right. I, that I, I got to give him that for yeah. sure. Yeah. I, I think also depending on who voted, he's in, he's in the MoWiff league uh, mm-hmm. that I play in and the kids just phenomenal all around pitching. Yeah. Hit. Now, granted, two completely different styles of, of wiffle ball, right? right? And we've shown that what works in one doesn't necessarily work in the other. A hundred percent. But if that's going to skew a voter, I, I can't get mad about that. Right. He's probably the top fast pitch pitcher in our league in MoWiff, but I, maybe we didn't see him as much pitching because of the, the speed limit difference. Can can you do it? And yeah. I, I agree. I think it's just from his, his last year, but I wouldn't be surprised he replicates another season similar to it. He's uh, too good of a player. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my, my last, my last note on, on, uh, on this group is right. If I'm Corey McCarthy and I felt a six after winning an MVP recently, like it's the motivation boy. I yep. mean, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. yeah you know? You've got three MVPs, former MVPs in this group, Scott, Chris Metter and Corey McCarthy. Yeah. Yeah. What, what was Jackson Crossley ranked last year? You remember by chance? I don't remember, unfortunately. He's, he's he in this league is on an upward trajectory with his ability to hit and yeah, he's clearly one of the best pitchers. I mean, that, I, I think that was I think I've called him the most feared before. So that was coming up to my point as I was looking at his yeah. stats and probably well, two years ago his stats were pretty similar to the stats he had this past year. There was like eighteen homers, thirty something RBIs, over five hundred average, and then on top of that like a five and one pitching record. Yeah. I mean, Cy Wiffle candidate, top the, finalist. The, and he's only been hitting like three years in the league. Yeah. I mean, very, very few people in this league are known as both a pitcher and a hitter. And they're actually the ones that we're probably about to talk about in the top five here. I mean, a lot of people get lumped into one or the other. Mm-hmm. And no matter how well Jackson Crosley hits, he's always going to be a pitcher first in this league because that's where he made his name and earned his stripes. And that's not necessarily fair to him, but it's a reality of how this is going to work. Yeah, right. And and the fact that he's so dominant at pitching or has been at times in the past, it's just gonna, you know, add to his legend as a pitcher and 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 keep him in that kind of that side of the equation. Yeah. Right. All right. And so we get down to the top five, and we're gonna yeah. talk about each one of these players individually. Okay. So yeah. coming in at five was Luke Bakula with the Marlins. Yeah. Uh, just another just an incredible um performance by him he's a he's a triple threat he does a lot of fielding for that team but also pitches um highest rank was two and then lowest rank was 18 so seemed like some of the voters didn't really either take into account who he's been for a while because you know he was on the a's for so long and aside from that one year they made the the championship you know they've struggled and so i don't know if that's in the back of people's mind like they just kind of forgot about him being the best player on that team. Um, no offense to Paul. Paul probably also had that title at certain seasons, but sure. um, but you know, yeah, he he's a triple threat, um, can do everything. And uh so yeah, th- thoughts on Luke coming in. Yeah, Luke Luke's at five. I have him at six. We're right in line. Um, Luke's the highest ranked non-former MVP, and he needs to go change that. He has everything that you would need to win that award in this league. And he has to go get it done. 
Luke needs to rise higher than five. Yeah, especially I'm if gonna, the Marlins. I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. Well, especially if the Marlins are going to make a push for a championship, he's gonna, he, it's going to be on his shoulders. He's got to he's got to embrace the pressure and then go f- make a diamond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I think also uh, getting Jordan Smith on their team kind of probably takes a little pressure off Luke too. Kind of like we were talking before, you have that guy behind you that you can trust take some pressure off you. If those two can do what they do. You know, they'll be a pretty good squad. I think Luke will have another great year. I'm looking at a stat line right now from last year, and it's <laughs> just ridiculous. I, I mean, I stand I by mean, my... absurd. Get Luke, go win the MVP, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Four is Brett Spencer, Oriole. Uh, sorry. I, I would – Ace. He likes you, too. I know. You know Ace number two, number one. Depending on the day, the, the matchup, whatever. Um, you know, he's won a bunch of MVPs. He's a stud on the mound with that top gun pitch. Um, and you know, has really that three hole really seems to fit him well. Like, so your lineup, by the way, John, was just you know, you got a lot of good players, so I'm sure there's a little bit of easiness to it, but at the same time, like being smart about where you put each person that was really well done because it almost, I felt like it let him thrive in that three hole. Um, I appreciate the comment. I didn't, and don't let, don't see this as me arguing with you, but like you could put him at one, two, three or four and he'd have a lot of success. Like right. that's just the kind of player he is. Um, I mean, Brett has coming off of one of the, best seasons that he's had and one of the you know better seasons of the last you know several years um and this was a this was a chance of the recency bias combining with you know that name brand recognition we talked about earlier and and kind of putting him where not where he deserves so you know congratulations brett that was awesome and i hope definitely that he's uh motivated to repeat it next year yeah. yeah, I agree. Ever since I came to the league, Brett Spencer's a name I've heard of nonstop, just consistent all around. I think maybe the Expos held him back for a couple of years. That's just my opinion. Uh, it's good to see him on a nice, well-rounded roster where uh, he can continue to shine and still prove why he's one of the top-ranked players in this league. Mm-hmm. Brett is the Benny the Jet Rodriguez of this league. <laughs> Uh, and then it's coming in at three is his teammate and uh, and bullpen uh, counterpart, Sam Skibby. Um, also, highest rank was two, lowest rank was six. So we're getting into that territory where people's highest and lowest ranks were still in the top ten. Um, you know, fun fact, Sam and Brett, every time they've played together, have never won a championship. So don't know if you're doomed or not, John. Um, or trying to change that, but doesn't matter. Yeah, but yeah. So Sam comes in at three. He was incredible on the mound this year. Probably one of his best performances as a pitcher, um, and still was everything we expect Sam to be at the at the plate. Yeah. So. I mean, uh, and not 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 to jump ahead, right? But I don't think you'd have the three conversation without having the two conversation, right? So. You know, I had Sam two, Spencer three, but I have absolutely zero issue with the person who's going to take 
the other side of the argument and say that, you know, Spencer is better than Sam. I mean, mm-hmm. this league is better off when those two are competing for MVPs and they do year in and year out. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll also talk about Spencer here as I'm talking about Sam and jump ahead, but you know, it, it, it's, it's so great that those two specifically um, every year, I mean, this is not unique to last year or 2020 or 2020, whatever. I mean, those guys are always near the top, putting on a show, entertaining us, which is really what we want here. Um, and congrats to both. Um, I hope that I hope that Sam takes it personally and wants to go beat Spencer and Gus next year. Like that's that's what we want to see. Um, but no issue at all with the way that that, that broke out. And, and congrats to both Spencer, Spencer and Sam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree hundred percent. I mean, Sam Skibby, Spencer Bogad, consistent. That's just yeah. the word. That yeah. comes to mind. No matter, there's they they don't seem to break a sweat over nothing. They're both running around doing things throughout the weekend for the for the league, especially Sam. All the other things they got on their mind, they still go out there and just are yeah. two of the best out there every weekend. Yeah. Um, I was just looking too at at some of the the different voting, but three and four. So there were only three ballots that got one through four that ended up being exactly right. And nobody got through four. That was like where it stopped. Yeah. So you got to five, everybody else, it started getting all over the place. So uh, congrats to those random three people, whoever got those, those four correct. So um, yeah. So, and then, yeah, Spencer, we, we've been talking about him. Um, the guy, the guy does everything. Um, he's always in the race for MVP. I mean, the last MVP he won, maybe not the last one, but he won an MVP on six. Playing he six he games showed up for half a season. Yeah. yeah. I think he, what was that run he went on? He hit 10 home yeah, runs, like 10, 10 home runs in his first like 10 at bats. Yeah. It was insane. Was, uh, that was 2020. Yeah. Pretty positive well, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. It was, wow. it was pretty crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, uh, Coming in at number one, um, to nobody's surprise. No brainer. Yeah. Um, there's only uh one person who didn't vote Gus number one. I, I so let, let me say a nice thing about Gus before I finally unload on Edlo. Uh clearly the best player in this league, and I mean that in a challenge for Spencer, Sam, Brett, Luke. And Corey, I mean that as a challenge to you guys. Sam's clear, or Gus is clearly the best player in this league, and it's good to see that there, that's the place where we have no controversy. Um, he re, he was number one on everybody except for one person's ballot. We all know that one person is Edlo. Also, put Luke at eighteen. He put he didn't rank Jordan Smith. He didn't rank Kevin Pulley. But that's just that right there. Is <laughs> he, he didn't rank he, half the players that made the list. He does not deserve a vote in this league. Um, I'm sorry. This is about Gus, not about Edlo. Let's come back to Edlo. Gus, in addition to being a great football player, he's just a great dude. He helps out the league. He's front office. He's walking around with a smile on his face. You know, he's got kids to take care of. He's doing all that stuff. Uh, he's a pleasure to be around. And I love showing up every year and seeing Gus. Now, back to Edlo. Edlo does not deserve a vote in this league. He does not. The other person 
who really, uh, really shouldn't be voting in this is Eli. Um, Eli, his ballot was absolutely garbage. He put Jordan Smith at three. I mean, and no offense to Jordan, but that's not how this is going to work. Um, he he was low on uh, he, he was low on a bunch of players that he shouldn't have been on. He 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 looked. He's the only person to have ranked Josh Anthony. He basically just took his team and threw him in there, and and that's you know this is what he didn't take it seriously at all. And if you're not going to take it seriously in this league, please don't vote. Sam, do something about this. Call yeah, just do what I do. Don't vote. Yeah, do what he does and don't vote, Eli. Yeah, yeah, that is always an option, everybody. Um, all right, so yeah, we, we've kind of alluded to it a little bit, but now that we've gone through the top 21, what players do you feel like got snubbed? What players do you think should have been in this list? Now, again, I know that we all pretty much agree with this top 21, but I want you to make an argument for at least one guy. And you don't even have to say who they replace. You don't have to go there if you don't want to. Yeah. You know, just make an argument for somebody to to make this list that didn't. Go, Jim. Uh, yeah, the one that came to mind for me was uh, uh, Chris Vorbeck. That's a good one. Uh, he, I mean, he was it. right there. He came in at 22, so he just missed the cut. He was the bubble he, boy. He year. was right there, and just looking at his – and I, I don't know Chris that well at all. So I haven't gotten a chance to really chat it up with him or nothing, but I feel like anytime I watch the ace play, he's the guy that's on base or roping one or something. And uh, was he was, he was rookie of the year his first season, yeah. correct? I believe he was, so. Yeah, he was, uh, he was really good. And then, and then follows up. Uh, last season with numbers that could put him right there in that that kind of middle of the pack, above the middle of the pack group that we were talking about right there. And with me and John Callaway, Cole, you know, right there. Uh, I, I think he's a guy that is consistently going to get get better and be a big player for the A's. So I think he's a guy that might have got got snubbed a little bit and uh he might know and I think a lot of people would agree that he could be he could be right up there. Eli ranked Trent Davis ahead of PG, Jimmy Stout, Ty Butler. Like it's just a completely incompetent list. I don't know what he was I, mean, I know what he was doing and he's that's just he's an idiot. Um biggest snub was Paul Castellano. Um Paul's history in this league speaks for itself. Um, he's someone I would like to see have a really, really good year and get um, get back into that ranking next year. Um, and, and candidly, I mean, he's he, uh, he, I mentioned earlier, I wouldn't be surprised if the A's made the playoffs. He's going to have to do that if they're going to make the playoffs. So uh, that's my answer. Chris Vorbeck is the one I most want to see in this list next year. That's uh, that's how I look at Chris Warback. Yeah. Do I think he got snubbed? Maybe, maybe not. Doesn't really matter. I want to see him in this list next year. Go get it done, Chris. Yeah. Agreed. When I was looking at, so the way the sheet that we we got was it the next 22 through 30, um, you know, I, I'm seeing a lot of mostly pitchers in this group. So it seems like people did give votes to people who majoritively pitch. I mean, Will Rath got they I think, zero yeah. at bats, but he, he got some votes getting up as high as 10th. Um, 
you know, David Olderman did get some at bats. Yeah, but, but that was Ed Lowe, so does it really count? Oh, yep. Good point. Okay. Um, yep, voted for his teammates. You know, David uh, Olderman got ranked as high as 17th. Um, he did get some at bats, and in fact, I think he went like three of four home yeah. runs in a stretch there and kind of made it yeah. hard for me to like pull him out of the lineup even <laughs> if he wasn't pitching. So right. you know hit him more, Brian. Hit him more. Bro, I got so many players that want to hit. So um, you know, and then you got BK is down there. Great fielder has yeah. been one of the top two fielders in the league for the last decade. Um has won this year championships. Tough, Trent Davis, I know Eli ranked him um and but uh at the same time like he he's really known like he's starting to become one of the guys they rely on on the mound just throwing his name out there um you know steve hayes steve hayes has had some really great seasons yeah and he he didn't make the list this year either so quite a few names that everybody knows really well it's just a matter of opportunity and and really performance and, and you know a lot of them could could crack this list next year so all right more fun question who got ranked too high too high being too good yeah so who who do you feel was ranked higher than they should have been ranked and jimmy you cannot say yourself that is a cop out man i have to answer this too i hadn't thought about that because uh jimmy nelson Oh, uh, I'm just talking trash on him. I was the one who ranked. I was the one who had my vote dropped for Jimmy. So because I ranked him too high. Uh, I don't agree with you on that, Jim. Um, man, I don't know. I'm. I don't want to answer because I'm just going to piss somebody off, and I think I've already pissed off enough. That's people. the point. You have to answer no. this question. Doesn't mean uh, that they wouldn't be in the top. Yeah, point. The answer is Ed Donnan. Yeah. Well, Ed Lowe's. <laughs> Him, him getting any votes in this league is is atrocious, and and that one vote was a was him too high. Okay. Uh, I know I I, I do have a serious one. It's really no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, although Jimmy Nelson's numbers were absolutely garbage last year, it's incredible. Uh, but and this is no offense, obviously, to Jordan Smith at all, but I think one year statistics. Is hard to tell yeah. where a guy's going to go. Granted, I do think he's going to probably replicate what he does. He's that good. But we've seen guys go high and low season to season. Mm-hmm. So who knows? That's one. And and I'd still keep him on the list. Oh, probably. yeah. He's on the list. That for sure. I'd just yeah. maybe move him down a little bit and just put, you know, like you said, and not – just throwing a name out there, but you know, you look at a guy like Peter who maybe he's not number whatever Jordan is, but guys that have been here longer, you have a better, uh, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Uh, more stats to look at. To, there, are, there are also guys in this league who like, let's pretend that they go three at bats in a row with three home runs in a row. You're like, okay, I've seen this guy heat up before and uh, I know this is a thing that can hold for a while and really spark a team. Right? We just don't know that with with Jordan yet. Yeah, right? I mean, right. he has he hasn't proven that track record. Um, whereas pretty much everyone else in the top fifteen, I think we've all seen do that for the most part. Yeah, um, they have a track record of of kind of you watch them get hot and you realize like, all right, this is going to be a fun Saturday afternoon. Right, for sure. Yeah, yeah. 
No, I, I think Jordan's a great answer on that, Jim. Cool. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up the conversation about the top 21. I think what we can take away is that Sam needs to set some parameters on who gets to vote and maybe like a little more direction on how <laughs> voting, like what goes into voting. Well, he can give all the direction he wants. No one's going to listen to him. Um, and also, Sam loves being told what to do. So if you tell him to do it, he's definitely not going to do it. Um, and two, we just gave him a, I don't know, I'd write like a, maybe a B-plus podcast, some content that uh, he got from doing it his way. So yeah. he's not going to change a thing. And that's the beauty of the Skitty Wiffle Ball League. Yeah. Well, good news is we still got a little bit more time. And I've got a few more questions where we can raise that B-plus up to an A. So. Oh, boy. Dig in, boys. How many players do I have to make hate me before the season starts? As many as possible. Hey, I just realized I didn't say anything about Gus being number one. Do oh, it. Yeah, feel free. Yeah, Look, real quick. Like, sorry, I want to go fault. ahead and gush about Gus. You're good. Uh, uh, just just want to say, uh, yeah, good player. So Yeah. You know, he was so good that I got his name tattooed on my arm. What? Yeah. That's actually, honestly, it was actually my dog. Oh, my so, gooseness. Yeah, that's oh my but it's on my it's on my inside arm. So if I get in that bat, he it's gonna he be sees it. Him. He sees it. That's that's got a that as good of a player as Gus is. If you, if a guy's got your name tattooed on his arm, that has to like that has to throw you off a little bit, right? Yeah. If I get a home run off him, I'm gonna put a little heart around it too. Point to it, baby. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Drop. No. So this episode's all about rankings. So we're gonna do some rankings, some fun rankings. Okay. Boy. All right. Name your – it's going to be top – it's a top three category, okay? Name your top three freeze pop flavors. Ooh. Uh, okay, from three to one? Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm going to go uh, cherry. Scratch that. Uh, lemon lime. Uh blueberry and uh grape i'm a big grape guy so grape. i don't want to catch any flack for it. green orange purple yeah i don't know the flavors Jimmy. yeah they, just I know the colors they, and they don't actually taste like lemon lime green, or orange blueberry. purple so you both just like purple a different grape. combination of sugar yeah okay cool yeah, well if you think about it it'll taste the way you want it to that's exactly that's what they're banking on yeah, yeah. works for me yeah all right Top three players who are most likely to change teams after this coming season. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. All right, you're thinking I'll go first. I will say Sam Skibby, Brett Spencer, and Jack Light. Uh, Something we don't know? I don't, yes. but I'm guessing. I, I actually thought – Jack, like we got to get him in some. He loves he loves it over there though. I got to tell you, Leslie. He okay. likes him. Yeah, yeah, and they're good to him. So, mm. that might be more a dig at the Expos than it is an actual fact. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was gonna go Jack Light, Brett Spencer, and. After this season, yeah. Say yourself. Say yourself. I thought about saying myself. Uh, I've had some offers. Uh, 
I'm I'm gonna go Jordan Smith just of uh just possibly some Ooh. some uh things going on. Okay. All right, Ben where you're right. We're at A minus now. Yeah. All right. Top three additions to the blur that you would like to see added. Realistic or like far fetched? Whatever. So we can go far fetched? Yeah. You can do whatever you want. Um the whole concept of digging and flattening the field by not adding building it up but digging it down, right? I like I love the thought of that. I will throw out a little bone to Blake here and say bases, bells on the bases. Right. Um and number three, I don't really have a number three. Jimmy, you go and then I'll get my number three. Uh I'm gonna go with the uh left field porch. Party porch. Party porch. Uh raising the field, obviously. Or lowering it. Which one are you saying? There's a difference. I would raise it. You're raising right field. You're not lowering left field. I would just race the whole thing to make it level. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. Okay. Just race the whole thing, make it an even playing ground. Uh, and my third one, what I would add is uh, some more dramatics to the championship game, like smoke machines, basically what you'd see in Space Jam. Wow. I want that. I want smoke machines. I want uh, cartoon spark- characters. I want sparklers. Uh, maybe the national anthem again before it. It is Memorial Day. Why not do it again? Uh, you want to see phone. someone take Charles Barkley's talent and play wiffle ball with it? Is that what you're saying? A hundred percent. Uh, snow cone machines. Uh, man, what else could I come up with? I, I think the LA Lakers not- dancers. I don't know anything. You know, spice up that championship game. I think you're thinking about both these things the wrong way, right? You said left field party porch. I'd say right field party porch. Underneath, like a treehouse? Underneath the, oh, the green the monster. House. Right? So, like, when that right fielder's coming over and that ball's plink going down, there's people drinking over there, right? But, again, you, you said raise the field. No, no, no. You don't want to raise right field. You want to lower the rest of it to the level where right field is and build down, dig down, and put, a, like, a wall up along left field. That's the way to do it. Wall up on much. I mean, if you raise the field, people like BK could really hurt themselves jumping over the fence with a much farther fall. And you don't want to raise it; you want to lower it. That's so if you raise the field, then your then your right field is elevated down, so you can't jump over. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, yeah, you lower it. All right. Fresh pads. Top three hitter only players. So EHDH. Oh God. Well, um, but number one, Sam Bacchilo. That one's easy. Um, number two, PG. There's not a lot of them on this list. Like a lot of the guys on this list aren't hitter only. Uh, um, is Corey McCarthy a pitcher? He, does he play in the field? Oh, hitters only, where there's no field or pitching. Yeah, he, he yeah. fields. Yeah, he fields. He plays out and right. Um, well, beyond those two, I might be stuck. There's not many of them. That's a, it's it's a rare breed. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's hard. Yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm out. I, I can only give you two. Ben, we're sorry. Yeah. Jimmy yeah. didn't pitch a whole lot last year. You no, I didn't. I think I came into like two innings. I All right, think then Jimmy's my third. There we go. Yeah. Uh, and I don't play the field. Does Warbeck uh, play the field or pitch? He did. I thought he did. Those. I don't know. I just remember him hitting a bunch of home runs. Yeah. yeah cool. Does Derek Cornell play the field? Yeah. And he pitched last year. They were Jeez, the him and him and um Oh, that's right. Ty were going yeah. back and forth on the mound. So that's right. I thought just Ty pitched. Yeah. Uh dang. Yeah, there aren't a whole lot of pure. Yeah. But no. the ones the ones that are really good at it, we were able to call out pretty quickly. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. This one's just for Jimmy. Oh boy. The three three to one on the Light Brothers. Oh my God. Uh. <laughs> uh. I'm gonna go. Three's easy. So just start with three. Yeah, three, John. Uh. Two Andrew and one Peter. Obviously, I wouldn't be in this league if it wasn't for Peter. So, and honestly, I might even, I might, I mean, he's not a light, but he's in the light family. I might put, I might go Eli Andrew Peter, if I can use that technicality. I'm so glad you didn't vote in this. <laughs> I mean, you 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 are unqualified to vote for anything, and your freeze pop colors suck. <laughs> All right, and this one's just for John. Johnny, um, the just because all the awards are coming out, I thought about this question. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the, by the way, all of the preseason award watch stuff is going to start coming out. So, one that they're not doing, and I wanted you to go ahead and do it officially for the league. Okay. Manager of the year candidates. I mean, that's that's it. You're that's a kind of a dick question to ask me. Um, we had to rank the lights, so. I mean, I would like to think that my name should be in the running. I'm not saying I should win it, but I do think I should be in the conversation, especially bringing back the same same crew for uh, year two. Um, I I think that anyone else I would say has probably already won the award um, for real. So. I mean, I, Brian's always in it. Um, you know, if if the Expos were to have a good season, Kevin's going to be in it for pulling that off. Um, you know, I mean, let's see what the White Sox do. They underperformed last year. If they don't do that again, then you're going to have, you know, John Callaway's name thrown around. So, um, I don't know. I mean, it's it's that's that's a it's a wide open one, and I think. I think a lot of um, how well teams go out for franchise of the year and how well teams do on the field are going to play into the manager of the year uh, award conversation. Yep. All right. So last yeah, – I'm going to throw, throw an opinion in there. I'm going to go with John Callaway just because he's bringing Trent Steffies back to the SWBL. He is – the White Sox are one of the only teams that actually made any kind of free agency or 
I mean, the Expos drafted Sam Eichenlob. Which could which could work out really yeah, well. For yeah, we I mean, that, like, that that could be a a difference maker for them. Um, it is. Yeah, but those are really the it only also could two. not because we know how this works in the first for your first year in this league is extremely tough. Yeah, and um, so I mean, just because Sam Michaelob this thing doesn't work out this year doesn't mean it's not going to work out next year or two years from now. It's going to be a very very good addition. Right. right. Um, All right, guys, let's get into hard hitters. Five random topics. So, who is your favorite player to watch in the SWBL? And it can't be somebody on your team. Like, who are you? Well, favorite? if I'm if I'm using the metrics that most voters in this thing used last year, and just thinking about who was the most fun to watch last year only, I would say Chris Vorbeck. Um, if I'm expanding it to more of a broader uh array of voting criteria um and i can't say someone on my team what i want to know is who, just yeah. who are you a fan of it doesn't even have to be recency like who have you just enjoyed watching play with the ball jack light huh. that's a good one uh, i'm going with jackson crosley especially just watching him become just like a fool uh a full all-around player. It's just, it's fun. Uh, he's got the hair. He's always got the mustache going, some type of facial hair. He's got a stogie going. He goes out in the field. Most guys golf. down on the Where's mound. Golf, it's overs. Golf spikes. Yeah, he can play. He can play the. He can play the field too. Uh, yeah, and he's That's just. Good good I answer. love watching. I love watching him play. Yeah. All right. Because of uh, Jimmy's most recent stardom and and fame getting on tv who who in the league would make the best wwe wrestler jimmy nelson god damn he's a good entertainer and he's what would John, his name he's be? one of the he's one of the few muscular guys in the league um what, so what my his name why. be like mr oh my god uh his his wrestling name would be Act a Fool. Yeah, yeah, or like the theory or something because he loves conspiracy theories. That's a good one too. Man, yeah, Jimmy Nelson is. He's got the size. He's got he's got the the frame, the charisma. Yeah, yeah, he'd be a good one. Who you is that? Who but Sam to? Skibby could be too. Entertainer. He might not be so strong, but one, he's creative and he's charismatic, and he could uh, he could pull it off. Yeah, I'm gonna throw out a couple of guys who'd be entertaining to watch. I'm gonna throw yeah. out uh, Jeremy Worrell just for funsies. Ooh, yeah, that's 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 super for sure. I mean, the Poli brothers as a tag team. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, watch out. Yeah. Well, then in that case, the Skippy brothers as a tag team. I mean. Are we gonna you have to, you've already mentioned Sam. I say we get a ring together for the weekend and see uh, what happens. Yeah, we can add Instead it. Instead of an extra inning, we just we just do a wrestling ring. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Which we kind of, John, you alluded to this earlier, but which player is most likely to win their first MVP this season? Luke Bakula. Yeah. I, I don't know how likely it really is. Um, I think, and that look, that, I'm not, I'm not, not talking trash on Luke. I would, I would 
love to see him do it. I just think that the pool of returning MVPs is too great to maybe be overcome this year, but I think he's got the best shot to do it and like go get it done. Hmm. Well, since you pretty much took the obvious answer, big one. Uh, man, I don't know who all hasn't. No, they've won one. They've won one. Yeah, I mean, it, I, based on the rankings we have, you're down to Jordan Smith, Jackson Crosley, Kevin Poley, Sam yeah. Bassett. Yeah, which Sam Sam could. Sam could. He doesn't pitch. He just, I he think that's, that's, yeah, that's yeah, going to hurt him in the in the MVP is supposed to be mostly a hitting thing. So he does that's get that, but he hits. That's fourth. not how it works, and we all know it. But he hits fourth in the lineup, so he, you know, well, not. I feel not like that. it's just that the people who typically win this are hitting in that most of the time one-two hole. Right, or they're both they're hitters and pitchers. Then it's like you almost use both categories to narrow yeah. it down for that. But I mean, I'm in that go vein, with, you uh, gotta go Jackson, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that'd be sweet to see him win one. Uh, it'd be wild for sure. It'd be awesome. Uh, I'm here for. I'm, it. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Sam Bakula. All right. We'll throw it, yeah. Well, guys, Easter is this weekend coming up. So, what is the best side dish at Easter dinner? Oh God. This is not, not that hard of a question at all. It's deviled eggs oh like why need some deviled eggs i actually i'm kind of offended by your question but whatever some people like it some people like don't like them i mean so ready for this yeah coleslaw coleslaw yep the guy like a man who respects the slaw okay okay all right well i was gonna go deviled eggs but john took it so yeah you gotta, you gotta go first, man. You gotta jump in there. Stop looking. Yeah, like but I knew he was gonna say deviled eggs, and I know some people don't. They hate coleslaw, so I decided to be that guy. Yeah. All right. Last question: How long would you last in a zombie apocalypse? Not very long. Like less than a day. Hmm. <laughs> I think I would last quite a while. Honestly, I think I think I'd be able to figure out a way. Okay, just Plus, in your ingenuity and yeah, I'd probably just be like, oh, "I'm a zombie too," and just like confuse them or something. I don't think it works they're that not, way. They're not that smart. And then also they'd be like, "Oh, why do you have a bag on your stomach?" And I'd be like, oh, "I don't know. I have a closet." No, they smell your blood, your t- your untainted blood. Like it's a sense of smell thing. You're screwed. Is that what zombies? I'm not. You never watched The Walking Dead? No, I have other things. To You'd do. have to like put on the like you cut the skin off the zombie and wear it in order to like blend. No in. problem. I could do that. All right. Like a week before I finally just say this is boring, and then I. <laughs> sacrifice myself all right cool well that's gonna do it guys i really appreciate you both jumping on and just talking wiffle with me and it's good to catch up with both of you and 
Um, looking forward to the season. We are less than two months away now. We are calendar We're has in, turned, guys. So we are the weather's crazy. changing. It's it's mm-hmm. it's gonna be here before we know it. Yeah. Can't wait. Beautiful. Yeah. So real quick, let me thank our sponsors. Again, uh this season is presented by 1356 Public House. If you have a chance, get out there, have some uh dinner with a loved one or your kids or whatever. They have trivia nights. Um, so support them. Um the uh, the rest of our sponsors this season, Cardinal Blinds and Shutters, Kenny Nice Center, Corner Pub and Grill, Doug Meyer and the Moith Mojo, Andy's Frozen Custard, Breckenridge Brewery, uh, Daily Smokehouse, Spencer Gear, Chill Designs, Breck X, Cool Bots, and we have a new philanthropic sponsor, fellas, getting announced tonight. It is a company called Ever Dolce Vita, and they are making a donation for every home run hit this season. So... Hopefully you bring your dinners, guys, and we can raise some money up for charity. So, um, again, thanks, guys, for coming on. We've got um, we're about to start recording and and putting out our our captains interviews, and that whole series is coming out. Um, I know we've got some more O Face podcasts coming your way, so stay tuned to what Peter's got cooking. Um, and then we're gonna get into you know power rankings and fantasy wiffle ball and um, maybe a maybe a special guest or two. So um, we've got some more content coming your way. So stay tuned, um, subscribe so you can catch everything that we're putting out. And uh, until then, we'll see you at uh, the Blur in Memorial Day. Good night. Yep. <laughs>